time for the film cricket with Jay Fortier and Chris Martino on this week's episode number thirty-seven. Jay, Chris, and their special guest, award-winning journalist, movie critic, and editor of Hollywood in Toto.com, Christian Toto. Jay, Chris, and Christian review the nineteen ninety-three American fantasy action comedy film Last Action Hero. Does it stand the test of time? Toto, that's not polite. We haven't been asked yet. Let's find out. Your film credits are on now. Couldn't help yourself. All right. Well, you just couldn't help yourself. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my name is Jay Fortier, and uh, I'm along with my good friend Chris Martino over here. And uh, we are welcoming this week. We have a, uh, a brand new guest that we have not had before. It's uh, from HollywoodInToto.com. It's Christian Toto. Christian, how you doing, bud? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. What's going on? We. Uh, you know what? We are the film crickets, but uh, we have our first film critic on today. Ah. So, like, we're, we're honored. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, so, I feel like I'm in yeah. the big leagues now. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, well, you know, in the in, in the internet age, everyone is a film critic, and that's a great thing. Uh, yeah. I think it's really been fun to have different voices being amplified. It isn't just the stuffy film critics. And I actually think that that change has really made traditional film critics a little bit more uh, populous in a way. I feel like, you know, back in the day, horror movies would get shunned unless they were, you know, the big directors were behind them. I think today's film critic is a little bit more fun, a little bit easier to please, a little bit more willing to kind of go with genre movies and superhero movies. I, I think there's been a kind of a nice transition there. Nice. Cool. Uh, 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 yeah, Craig. the Eberts and, uh, and Siskel and Ebert were always notorious like anti-horror movie, regardless <laughs> of what the subtext was. It's like, ask just a bunch of blood and gore and teenagers getting massacred. And I'm like, uh, maybe it's maybe it's a little more than that. I don't know. Maybe, hmm. maybe not. Who knows? So I'm glad. So that's interesting. So, all right, Chris, you want to run down the uh, IMDb version of uh, what this is? This movie's all about? Then we'll get rolling. Absolutely. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, this is Last Action Hero, uh, coming out in 1993. Uh, we are directed by the inimitable uh, John McTiernan uh, and writers uh, Zach Penn. Uh, Shane Black, I believe, <laughs> is involved in this movie. Not that you can tell. Um, and uh, the uh, it's obviously Shane Black. Uh, but with the help of a magic ticket, a young movie fan is transported into the fictional world of his favorite action movie character, uh, starring, of course, in uh, multiple roles, Aaron Schwarzenegger. And only Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger can have the chutzpah to play Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, but we have Arnold Schwarzenegger, F. Murray Abraham, which blows me away, Art Carney's in this, Charles Dance, France McRae, uh, and then uh, we have right. like Anthony Quinn's in this movie. Mercedes Rule is in this movie. Ian, Sir Ian McKellen is in this movie. Everyone is in this movie, and I'll get into more of the, the cameos and whatnot later, but um, man, I was stunned at the people that are in this movie. Now, now I'm going to start, Can I, I'm going to ask an opening question, okay? And I think I'm going to, I like this. This is a first good question. Who actually saw this when it came out in the theater? Anybody here? Oh, yeah. Me. Not I. I did not see. I don't know why. I wasn't not like it was a snooty thing. Like, you know, I just didn't, I didn't get to go see it. Um, I think part of it is that I heard it. Now this movie, in, in my opinion, is, has some harsh criticisms as being a giant failure, right? I mean, that's kind of the, the vibe on this film. Like it was a failure. Uh, it was, it was, had a lot of press. It had a lot of, I mean, wasn't there a Burger King tie in? 
<laughs> for this movie. I think there's I always think, a Burger King tie-in, right? Valid point. That's a valid point. <laughs> no, I, I think there was some kind of Happy Meal Burger King like tie-in for this movie. There was like Subway sandwiches. like It was being plastered all over the place as it was going to be this summer blockbuster. And then I think after the first weekend, it dumped like 57%. And then no one went to go see it after that. And it was it's, it's marketed as a failure. And I want to get to that after. I think I didn't see this movie because I listened to... What the critics said, right? I was big on Siskel and Ebert at the time, and they said, "Oh my God, this is a waste of time. It's such a mess. It's 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 not what anybody was expecting." So I didn't see it. So when you guys saw it, did you like? Oh, this is going to be an awesome action movie. Like, I want to get some context here, Christian. What do you? What, did you just go just because Arnold or what? You know, I, back at the time, I was watching every every movie I could, every action movie for sure. And I was steeped in Arnold because he was the biggest star around at the time. My memories of the movie are twofold. One, I didn't enjoy it as much as I liked his other films, Predator and things like mm -hmm. that. But also, this was like a little bit... Remember Kevin Costner was one of the biggest stars around. And he just couldn't do anything wrong. And he was mm -hmm. celebrated and he was adored. And then he made Waterworld and everything kind of came crashing down on him. And he, he really took a while to kind of recover from that moment. I felt this was a... This was similar to what Arnold was going through. He All was right. the biggest star in the world. Everybody loved him. This was the moment where I think in sometimes in American culture, we like to build you up and then we like to kind of kick you when you fall down. And this kind was of. Arnold's fall down moment. And when you, when you watch it again, it you could sense he was almost too big for, for his own britches in a way. And I was reading mm -hmm. a little bit of the backstory. A, a lot of what happened behind the scenes was... We can't anger Arnold. We have to appease Arnold. We can't make him, you can't chase him off the project. I think in a way this was just maybe an ego run amok in a sense, or maybe power run amok. And I think that's that's kind of the cultural history that, that I can see from this. All right, cool. So, uh, Jay? I, um, I saw it in the drive-in. Ah! Um, and now it might've been like a double date situation <laughs> where you're kind of giggling and laughing about mm -hmm. stuff. So not a lot of attention maybe was going towards the film. Really? You know, so, um, no, but I remember going, uh, that movie's kind of weird, mm -hmm. like, you know, like, and, and I guess like, you could see, you can sort of see what's happening on the screen. And then you're like, it's not what you were expecting from. Uh, and I think that happened with a lot of people that they were going in with a little bit of history behind uh, Arnold and, and then all of a sudden going, hmm, it's not really what I was, uh, I, I did not expect what I'm seeing here. And then walked away saying this bites. But then a little later, like for instance, I saw it probably like, I don't know, like five, 10 years ago and I ended up really enjoying mm -hmm. it. So I already knew I was gonna like it today or you know yesterday. And you know, it, it's one of those, like sometimes you have to revisit mm -hmm. um, and then then you can, I, a lot of times when you're not ready for something, it sucks. Right. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, you, if, if you go see it again, I kind of had that feeling about Scream. The first time I saw it, I wasn't, I wasn't really into it because I was laughing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yeah. I was like, I, I'm, I'm watching a horror movie right now and I'm giggling. Mm -hmm. you, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I wasn't ready for such a thing. So same thing here. Um, people weren't expecting uh, this type of film. And I think that's, uh, you know, I think sometimes if you go revisit it, you can be pleasantly surprised. I love revisiting movies, especially from the 80s and 90s when I was kind of just kind of formulating my opinion on movies and, and really kind of enjoying them in a way. You know, but when you're a teen, there's a lot of sort of visceral reaction mm -hmm. to stuff. But now when you get a little older, you, you appreciate it differently. Now we can see it again and say, why did we feel that way? Or how does it translate today? And, and Jay, you're right. This movie 
I, I liked it less than you, but this movie was truly ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. And I think if it came out today, it would be much better accepted based on some of the things that are going on. And you mentioned right. Scream. There's a, there's a great connection between the two films. They were, they were mocking the cliches. It was sort of a meta-analysis. And mm-hmm. that wasn't as, as common then as it is now. It's, al- right. it's almost too common now. So I think at the time, people mm-hmm. were like, wait a minute. It's, I kind of maybe see where they're going, but this is uncomfortable in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think... I, I think it's a bit of a mess for sure, but I, oh, yeah. I, I do think it was it was ambitious in a way that maybe people didn't expect. I and I think now, that's prior. Oh, go ahead, Jay. Go uh, prior to that, uh, the Purple Rose of Cairo mm-hmm. did a similar thing. Yep. Uh, you guys both familiar? Oh with yeah. That? Oh yeah. Uh, where Jeff Daniels uh, comes off the screen and enters the human world, and because uh, Mia Farrow is watching the movie like every day. Mm-hmm. Um, obsessed with it and they finally turns to her and says god you must really like this movie <laughs> yeah you know and then you know comes into the, you know her world so it had already been done a little bit just in not quite the same manner right uh, and no kids probably saw purple rose of Cairo. <laughs> no i'm <laughs> gonna know, say like, <laughs> no i did but uh no but yeah. you know for the most part yeah, no yeah. children right saw it. like and and this is kind of this is a kid's movie really you know like you could tell just i would say so for the most part you, you know fantasy childlike i absolutely magic ticket i i agree and i kind of don't and i think this is part of the reason well, yeah. well of course no but i mean <laughs> because this movie is and like I think we're kind of getting at it. And I know where I'm going to go on my final judgment on this is that nobody was doing meta back in the day. Like no one was doing meta in 1993. Like no one was peeling back the curtain of movie making or or breaking the fourth wall or. And now it's all over the place. I mean, you got a couple of Deadpool movies. You've got a bunch of <laughs> like this is happening all the time, and people love it. I mean, look at The Office. The Office is all this, even though it's fictional. It's all this stuff like, hey, what's going on behind the scenes? And people dig that, right? So, but at the time when you're coming off of, and this is a Christian's point, you're coming off of Predator, Commando. When was Kindergarten Cop? Is this before or after? It's right around here. It might have been a smidge before. I think it's, it's a close. little before. Might have been like 91 or so. Right. So so you're expecting, and they're, they're marketing the hell out of this thing, maybe because they don't think they have a strong movie, and so they're plastering it everywhere, like, we've got to get everybody in the seats for this weekend, and then it's kind of, and it's going to fall short. But, like, this, they're not ready for this kind of meta stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're marketing the last action hero, and the movie is really about how movies are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's my blockbuster is about how movies are basically all a sham and kind of bullshit. <laughs> and 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 I love it when they're going into the So just a quick synopsis here. We have a child here whose life is garbage through no fault of his own. His dad dies. It's just he and his mom. His mom's going to work all the time. He's alone all the time and his only escape is the movies, right? So he goes and he lives in by the way, whoever did like the tourism council for LA in Repo Man is the same person as the tourism council for New York City for this movie. That the dumpiest place on the in the everybody all crimes. I have murdered someone and no one shows up. Um, so I mean, so this kid is 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 magically transported into a movie for reasons and it doesn't matter, right? But then when he was transported into the movies, and this is where I'm gonna Jay, I agree and disagree, and Christian, I'd like to hear what you think about this, is that we go into the movie or we see the movie in a movie, the Jack Slater movies, and all the Foley sounds are out of control. 
all of the acting is way above board. I mean, the, that police commissioner, he yells so much you can't even understand what he's saying. And they make Smoke fun of that. out of his ears. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like, that's basically it. Um, the explosions, all the explosions are out of control. And we already, like, Michael Bay does out of control explosions. But this movie does explosions and obviously sends a car flying through the air, like exaggerated. And like that to me is that's uh that's not a kid joke. Like to me, that's an adult joke, right? So you have this kid, and that's why you Chris you're saying this movie's kind of a mess because yeah. what is it? Is it a kid's fantasy movie or is it is it all the jokes for adults? So what do you, I want to know what you think about that. Yeah, I mean, that's too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what this is a real great example of where mm-hmm. it's a kid's movie. You've got a kid's protagonist. A lot of the jokes are are silly and maybe mm-hmm. a flatulence related at times. Mm-hmm. And then you have this more sophisticated story that's really aimed at, at discerning moviegoers who get the kind of the tropes and the cliches. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. A lot of the Pixar movies do this well, though. Where All right. They've got sort of the slapstick for the kids and then more sophisticated material mm-hmm. for the adults. But I don't. it doesn't coalesce to me here. No. But it's a good point. It's like, who's the audience here? Mm-hmm. Can we keep this on track? And I think it often kind of goes off the rails for that reason. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. It's a hot mess. <laughs> Jay, but, what, what do you think? By the way, uh, well, I do want to say um, I did take a quick glance and uh, kindergarten cop was in 1990 and this was 93 so three three years prior if that makes so uh, so interesting to note let's talk about now uh, christian i'm sure that arnold schwarzenegger is an egomaniac there's no doubt about that and also John that's Mc- okay and whatever <laughs> yeah well i'm not hey he's got a cooler job than me what do you i mean come on that's right. um and you know john mctiernan is obviously i mean he's so full of himself he makes one of his own movie three times <laughs> in this movie right um but what I found interesting is that Arnold Schwarzenegger is not a great actor, but he has prog- sorry he has progressed from Commando, and in Kindergarten Kindergarten Cop he gives a pretty good like a pretty good performance, and he actually dials it back to Suckville for this movie, like he's you know what I mean like he's dialing back like and how I think McTiernan is saying look in this movie Schwarzenegger is a crappy actor. So you have to dial back your skills a little bit and go back to commando. How hard? That's got to be hard. I'm sorry. I, I think you, you're being kind to his performance. I, I, I understand <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah. And I think over the years he has gotten better. I've seen him in recent movies. He's he's pretty solid. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know even in the, the Dark Fate movie, I thought he was the best part of it in, in ways. Mm-hmm. I, I think I wanted the Jack Slater character to be more over the top in a way. Okay. And yet, I, I think he doesn't go there. Right. And I also think that it's one of his more flat performances. The whole thing about Schwarzenegger was, well, he can't act, but he's got something. He's got screen presence. He's got mm-hmm. charisma. I didn't see that side of him here as much as I usually do. Mm-hmm. So I, I think... Listen, it's very possible he was trying to go kind of dial back the clock on his earlier, right. less emotive performances. And I think you're being generous and you could be right. Mm-hmm. But I just, just as a moviegoer watching it again with fresh eyes, I just didn't enjoy the performance. And, sure. and I rarely find that about Arnold. I think he's very engaging. And, you know, we, we swallow some of the, the, the accent stuff and some of the, uh, you know, he, he's just not a an incredibly expressive actor. No. But he always has something. And I just think... Yeah. I think it's a sign of the movie's mixed signals that I just didn't think his character popped, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Good soundtrack, though. I, I own that soundtrack. Holy crap, yeah. Saw it, yeah. Uh, a lot of good <laughs> stuff on there. ACDC, Big Gun. Um, they mm-hmm. have Tesla on there. They have uh, Megadeth. 
You heard Megadeth yep. on there? I mean, there's a lot of good, uh, even uh, at the end, uh, Def Leppard, um, Queensryche, it loaded. Oh, Can't and forget Aerosmith. Buckethead. Oh, Buckethead. Can't forget bu- Buckethead. <laughs> don't, don't forget Buckethead. Buckethead. Um, the, Aerosmith the... with uh, the live symphonic version of Dream On. Oh, well. Hmm. Yeah. Hey. hey. Um, I, I, I always wonder about, about Arnold, and I, I think I see what you're saying, Christian, but I gotta, I gotta, I'm going to say this. John McTiernan knows what he's getting out of his actors. So then the question becomes, is Arnold just saying, this is the best I got? Or is Tiernan saying, hmm. like the, the point I always give is Hayden Christensen, right? We hate Hayden Christensen <laughs> in fan, in the second and the third movie, right? Because he's whiny, he's a little bitch, and he's terrible, right? And his acting is suspect. But I've seen him in other movies where he's okay, like in My Life as a House, and mm-hmm. um, I can't think of Shattered your... Glass too, I think. Yeah, yeah, that one too, right? And he's not as bad as the uh-huh. in this, and nor nor is Natalie Portman, by the way. But boy, <laughs> is she terrible in these movies. So I'm wondering. I always ask myself, and I don't know this, but again, the director's in control, right? And he knows what he's getting mm-hmm. out of his actors. And I'm wondering if he says, like, you know, for Hayden Christensen, George Lucas, we we need you to kind of suck because we we need <laughs> we need you to be a character who's obviously flawed and obviously uh-huh. has an issue and obviously isn't an adult. And for, for Schwarzenegger, like, we need a guy who is flat. We need a guy who is doing this. And I just wonder. It's it's just part of the discussion. Um, so maybe I am giving him more credit, Christian, honestly. But <laughs> it's just... Well, it's- I think one important point about Schwarzenegger, which I've always appreciated over the years, is that, you know, he became famous. And what he did was he almost always aligned himself with very talented people. Mm-hmm. He ran to James Cameron, uh, McTiernan, uh, Ivan Reitman. When he wanted to be funny, he went to the King of Comedy at the time mm-hmm. and did Kid and Garden Cop. And later uh, with the uh, was the pregnant one where he was oh a man, a junior. Oh, junior. Oh, so, but uh, but <laughs> the less said, the better. Mm-hmm. But I think as as a, you know, I think when you're an actor, you have this moment of fame. You've got this moment of power where you can pick the best of the best. You can work with the Spielbergs or you can pick hacks and your career goes south. I think I think Michael Keaton did that where he was so famous and he started picking these bad projects with less than great directors. And I think he really kind of went away from as a pop culture. Mm-hmm. But I always admire the fact that Schwarzenegger really knew that he had to find the best directors and, and, and work with them. And I think it's what he did here, but it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Um, Jay, how do you feel about the runtime? Oof. Um, <laughs> Christian, no, don't hold back. How do you feel about the runtime on this? <clears throat> um, what was it, by the way? Two hours and ten minutes. Wow. Um, Felt every, it did feel every moment of it. Uh, <laughs> it really did. Well, <laughs> um, I was. It was funny. I was. I was keeping busy and watching it at the same time. Like, if you know what I'm saying. Like, I was watching it, mm-hmm. but I also was making sure other things were getting done too. And I, but I was still like keeping with it. So like, yep. it didn't. And yesterday I had off from work, so like, like I, it wasn't as crammed. If if I had watched mm-hmm. it, maybe it, like with like you know at 10 p.m. I would I would be having a totally different opinion right now. Um, I mm-hmm. think sometimes that really matters, like what setting you're in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if sure. Oh if, yeah. You know you, you're right. It's sad to say, but that will affect how you. I mean, if you're busy, if you've had a bad day, mm-hmm. if you know it's, there's some sort of weight pressing on you, work is sort of maybe overwhelming you. Mm-hmm. It, it it can't help but be impacted. Yeah. By so it. Yep. like I, I, it didn't bother me, but I also you know was. Um, 
I, I also was making sure other things were uh, <laughs> were being done at the same time, like got to send this file out or whatever, you know. But I, I was still, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it wasn't. It's not like it's difficult to follow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, no. this major concept. Uh, it, it, it's not like the Matrix where you really got to go mm -hmm. and learn, like you know, all about this brand new thing. It's like, well, okay, so he's he's now uh, humans in the uh, the movie world, movies in the human world, murder mayhem. Got it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> check, 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 check. Pretty much, right? You know what I'm so, saying? Like, you know, I mean, yeah, it was good. I mean, so is, go, ahead. is go ahead. So is the, is the movie too long? I mean, the, the movie's too long. Is and why does it feel? Because we've watched other movies, and Christian, you have too, where it doesn't feel the two hours and ten minutes that it is. So why is it? Why does it feel every moment of two hours and ten minutes? When I go see a, an Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. I want it to be eight hours long because that's just like I just love it. Mm -hmm. And if it's if it's if it's firing in all cylinders, I'm in. Keep it going. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I feel it about a lot of sort of genre movies and things. I just I'm having a great time. This one, you know, I think the point of it is kind of breezy. It's meta. It's trying to kind of riff on all the cliches in these movies. It doesn't need to be well over two hours long. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't. Yeah. You get the point. And I think if there was, and there's so much you could erase here that wouldn't mean anything mm -hmm. from you know, a zillion cameos to some of the subplots. Mm -hmm. You got to chop this down to like 145 tops. <laughs> get in, tell the jokes, you get it. Arnold's kind of being self-referential and you're out. I just, it does not need to be this long. It's just the plot doesn't hold it together. Yeah. The story, you don't care enough about the characters. Yeah. And, if, and if that's all failing, just make it breezier yeah. and quicker. See, I, and I'm going to sound like I'm not coming in as a negative Nelly. I didn't have a bad time with this film. It just seemed like too long. And I think the re, the way I was I was thinking about it when I was watching this movie was like you always hear, um, and I don't know if I get the number right, but you'll hear critics say this this movie has a third act problem. You know what I mean? Like they don't know where to go at the end of the, at the third act, yeah, right? Yeah. And some some movies can can fix that problem. Like Ghostbusters, they don't even know how they're going to finish Ghostbusters. <laughs> with the day they were filming the end, they're like, "How you want to finish this movie?" This mm -hmm. movie not only doesn't have a third act problem, it doesn't. It has no acts. Like you, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like you, I'm watching this movie, right? And I'm watching this movie. And again, I, I, it's gonna sound like I liked it less than I did, but I'm like, okay, I'm watching a movie about a kid, and now I have to watch another movie in a movie, almost the whole movie <laughs> in a movie, and then once that's over, I have to watch another movie and each <laughs> you know what i mean and they're out now i've got a, a whole new set of problems and i'm like what is going on like this is far too much and it, it's almost like there is no third act like there are no acts it's just i'm mm -hmm. watching a movie now i have to watch it. and by the end of the second movie i watched i was <laughs> i don't want to watch another movie and and i think the problem is i much as i loved all the meta jokes and i can go on and on about all the, the cool meta jokes that were in this that are really for the adults. They do, like, you keep going back to it. Like, it's the same mm -hmm. thing. You keep hitting that target over and over again rather than what you're saying, Christian, trying something different. They just keep hitting the meta jokes, which are fun, but after a while, it's like, okay, can we, like, do something? Which is why I really liked it when the guy came out of the movie. To me, the mm -hmm. most clever part was, and I mentioned it before, is like, oh, my God. The bad guys don't. Bad guys can win out here, and he goes, "I have murdered that person." He comes out and shoots somebody <laughs> just to see what's happening. He's looking at his watch. There's no cops, and he yells, "I have murdered that one!" And you, as much as I knew the line was coming, because it was New York City, when the guy yells down and goes, "Shut up down there!" I knew it was coming, and I still laughed. So I mean, that was cool, but that to me was the most. Besides the whole 
vibe of the whole movie. That was the that plot twist was the most clever thing, and it's at the end. And so you had to yeah. wait for that, which again, it's a long wait. So I don't know. That that's why I think, like you said, should be an hour and forty five. Well, I think some of them getting to um, like, for instance, um, was it Charles Dance? Is that who it is? Right. Um, yes. He, um, you know, like him shuffling along before the guy gets shot and stuff like that. Like, do we really need to watch him shuffle along down the street? <laughs> before the guy gets shot. You know what I mean? Can't he just be there? A guy gets oh, shot yeah, and he yeah. walks over. Like, I think some of those things could have been tightened up for the for the the time frame that you're talking about. Like, meaning, uh, just some of that stuff. Like, oh, look, he, look he, he got into a cab. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a little action there, but it wasn't, it's not like it's all that necessary. Tighten it up. That part, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think you can still, hour and a half. This movie should have been an hour and a half. Absolutely, I agree. But like I said, mm-hmm. it, was, it didn't bother me because of the, the stuff, my environment. But, you know, like, I, but I can see, yeah, absolutely shouldn't be like that uh, for for this type of film. Because it's not like it's well mm-hmm. known. Like, it's not like it's already something. Like, for instance, Christian, you mentioned a, uh, you know, a, Avengers. They've already got stuff in the, that people are already excited about already. You know, so uh, mm-hmm. of course people mm-hmm. are going to be there for a long time if they want. You know what I mean? Because they 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 know what they're getting uh, at this point. Um, of course, if it's like Zack Snyder's, uh, <laughs> oh god, four st- part one, part nine. Yeah, part- <laughs> isn't that? It's kind of self-flagellation at that point, right? When you're making a four and a half hour movie, isn't that a lot? Or, or what? It's a lot. What, I, honestly, like. I've heard people say like they should just let Zack Snyder do what he wants. We'll go all in. It's either it's either going to be an hour and a half or it's nine hours, three parts, twenty seven hours total. Just let him do whatever. You know what I mean? Because that's what people. I don't know. Didn't you think? And, and then you, and then you avoid the two years of release the Snyder cut on Twitter. So that's right. Well, I, can, I can skip that. <laughs> yeah, I, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it bad? Let's 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 not change the no, topic I'm... totally. But isn't it bad to give in? To, to to toxic fandom like isn't it a isn't that a bad move are you setting a bad precedent i just i'm not sure where i stand on this what do you think like should they have done that <laughs> i you know i think it's a case by case okay. thing i get what you're saying mm-hmm. you know i think i like the fact i think sometimes hollywood can be too dismissive of of its own audience mm-hmm. and I, I feel like with the snyder cut it was like saying hey people genuinely want to see okay. this they won't shut up mm-hmm. And, you know, this poor guy did start the film, mm-hmm. did have a personal loss, mm-hmm. does have a lot of stuff in the can. Yep. So I think in that case, it, it did make sense. And I, I enjoyed the Snyder Cut. It, it, no movie deserves to be three and a half to four <laughs> hours long, granted. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> There's no argument to be made right. about that. And this stuff to be trimmed. But, you know, I, I thought it was better than the, uh, the Joss Whedon version. And mm-hmm. I think it was a genuine kind of pop culture curiosity about what might have been. So, you know, and I guess you could also say that Hollywood is always kind of bowing to toxic fandom. They do press screenings. Yeah. They change things at times. I mean, I think the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, they had to change the special effects because they right. were lousy the first yep. time. And I think it made it better. So it's case by case to me. But I, I get mm-hmm. it. You don't want to get too beholden to the fan. You do want the artist to kind of have his or her vision and say, mm-hmm. hey, this is what I got. You know, love it or right. hate it. And, you know, we can go from there. But then maybe even it's better to have multiple versions floating around there's a you know an aliens director's mm-hmm. cut there's blade runner director's cut i you know maybe that's the best way where you can have the original but also have a a plan b and you but can kind of satisfy to, uh, the uh, last action right. hero i really um i i got a kick out of a lot of the um 
lot of the jokes though like you know with the kid trying like there's no way everybody could have five 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 is their number like you know how many people live in la yeah. <laughs> you know um like, or where's the ugly people every girl is hot yeah <laughs> i love that was a great my favorite part of the movie was that line that was so funny i know i was i was a big fan of say this word oh yes that, uh, <laughs> that was that good was, too. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I thought yeah, that was pretty clever. clever. Sign up. Um, no, you yeah, can't because excellent. this movie's PG thirteen. No, <laughs> nah, I don't need to say it. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. So I get a laugh too. Um, that was great. Um, yeah, I like that part. It, it is, you know, like I said, it does have a lot of good. Jo- like he 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 bags on his own lines. Like that's the other thing too. Like Schwarzenegger. As much as they're making fun of movies, and think about this: you have a blockbuster where they're saying blockbusters are nonsense. Really, mm-hmm. I mean that's really what it's saying. They're saying that, like yeah. they they market as movies that you shouldn't pay attention to blockbusters because they're all goofy garbage <laughs> and you shouldn't listen to it. But I mean, he's the fact that he kind of makes fun of his own taglines. You know what I mean? Or that we see the L.A. Reservoir or L.A. Aqueduct again. This is like the fourth movie Jay and I have done where the L.A. Aqueduct is in it. Um, I love how the cars would go up into the air and then like in the middle, like change their direction and go the other way magically. Like, but it's it's to me, it's it's I like that sort of thing because to me, it's ballsy for a writer to say, hey, let's make fun of the thing that we're going to try to make millions of dollars for. But again, the execution is poor and the fans are like, what is this that I'm watching? Which is why, again, nobody wanted to go see it after. But there was yeah. a cart. You know, it's funny. The cartoon cat. The- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hmm. Voice. That was Danny DeVito, yes. I think. Right? Yes, it was. Okay. Another in joke. Um, you know, in a way, the timing was good on this and bad because it was good because we just got out of the 80s where all these movies were sort of over the top and it was it was ripe to be just, just like dissected. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, you know, it came out around the same time Jurassic Park hit theaters and uh, people weren't ready for meta-analysis. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of the best and the worst of the release schedule. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the worst, you know, and ended up winning the day. And, you know, it's... It's always fun to say, well, if it had a different release schedule or this, but it's not a no. great movie. He's done better mm-hmm. movies. So yeah, I think it kind of mostly deserved its fate. But it, again, I think we're all appreciating the fact that it was and they thematically also made fun of this time. Um, they brought in the rivalry between him and uh, Sylvester Stallone, and they put Sylvester Stallone on the cover of T2, mm-hmm. which was great. That was really funny. Yeah, that was good. Um, Is mm-hmm. he... Is he saying like in the in the when we, oh, by the way this this movie's bananas in case and we haven't really talked about the fact that <laughs> this movie is absolutely bananas. There's a cartoon cat in it that plays a detective in like a film noir mm-hmm. trench coat that's that's voiced by Danny DeVito. That's nuts. The the main emphasis on the the third movie in the movie when the when the characters come out of the screen into the real world and basically uh, the bad guy says I can call in any evil character i want from the movies and invade the planet kind of thing which is which was kind of neat um but we're, we're missing the fact the bananas idea of this that in the movie the bad guy christian jack christian slater say what's gonna happen i walked out of the movie no uh jack slater who is the character schwarzenegger character in the movie comes out of the movie to chase the bad guy that came out of the movie and the bad guy's plan is 
to kill the actual Arnold Schwarzenegger. We have not brought that up at all. So at some point we have like nine. This is like this is like bad movie Inception. We have Schwarzenegger <laughs> acting in a movie as Schwarzenegger. And then we have Schwarzenegger acting in a movie in a movie playing Jack Slater. And at some point, the two of them meet and tackle each other. Like, that is bananas. <laughs> Try to explain that. So, again, this is my argument. Is this a children's movie? Just like Phantom Menace is in a children's movie because they talk about trade embargoes and taxation. <laughs> like, who gives a shit about well, that? So try to explain what's <laughs> happening, like to a kid that that isn't the the protagonist in the movie, and you're trying to see an action movie. Like, mommy, why is Schwarzenegger right. fighting Schwarzenegger, and why is one Schwarzenegger like cool and badass, and the other one's mm -hmm. worried about plugging Planet Hollywood with Little Richard and Chevy Chase? Like, that's bananas. As I think I mentioned that it was a, a ch <clears throat> uh, child's movie, only based on the fact that like the magical ticket and the guy dressing up. Uh, so, like, that's I think what I'm saying no, is that um, in that. It, it set it up as one. That's is really where I was going. I, I didn't say yeah. it was all out children's, <laughs> you know. Like, but no, I, I'm not saying that. But certainly the ticket <clears throat> the, the ticket goers are going to be. It's a summer movie. Kids are out of theaters. Mom and dad want to bring <laughs> their. That's where they're getting their money from. And so, what movie are yeah. we watching? Again, the movie's a mess. But go ahead, Christian. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, um, earlier drafts of this project had the the kid as a teenager, like a legit teenager, not like mm -hmm. a preteen. So that was definitely uh, a conscious decision to make him younger and to kind of reach that demographic, I think, in part. So that's that. I, it would have been a different film with an older kid. And also those earlier drafts, uh, I didn't read them, obviously, but I read about them. They kind of sounded more grounded and it really did focus on you know him losing his his dad and how he was in a, he used movies as an escape and that he kind of, the end of the movie where he realized you know, real life does mm. matter more. I, I need to kind of deal with my loss. It, it kind of sounded like a beautiful arc that gets lost in the shuffle here, obviously. But uh, is there any movie modern or otherwise that has more cameos than this one? I mean, Sharon we didn't even Stone. mention Tina nope. Turner or uh, uh, oh, the <laughs> Sharon Stone or the uh, well, the actor from Terminator oh, Two is yeah. escaping me. Uh, yeah. The bad guy, the bad cop. Yeah, he came. Uh, he came out. Yeah. I think Sharon Stone is coming one way, and maybe he's in the other like, way. It was Robert like, Patrick. Patrick. right outside the video store or something like that, or it, it was something like that. Sort of leaning up against the wall. It was, <laughs> it was kind of very, very quick. Um, yeah, yeah. So the only the the only person in what makes it make I think makes it seem so long is that the only person with a character arc is the kid. To your point, mm -hmm. like he realizes that. The real world, even though it sucks, is real and everything else is fictional. And yeah. that's the problem. I think what makes the movie seem so long is that the other main character, Jack Slater, has zero character arc. And he doesn't have that's not the mm -hmm. point. I mean, the point is not for him to suddenly realize whatever. But I mean, he has a little bit of a something at the end where he says, go home, go to the real world, that sort of thing. But really, the guy that we want to focus on, Arnold Schwarzenegger, has zero character arc. And that's boring to watch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's boring yeah. to watch it's it's by necessity based on the, right. on the plot of the move on the movie but it's i agree it, it is and i just didn't think he had much personality he was a little bit a little bit arrogant it just there was nothing about that character that was mm -hmm. exciting to me the right. jack slater character i mean he was competent he was good what he de did he took pride in being a cop yeah. that was kind of nice but it just it didn't have uh didn't have that sort of snap to it so but uh it's there's 
I, I just learned about this kind of preparing for this podcast is that uh, there was a book, I think Kim Masters co-wrote it or wrote it, and it talked about, I think Sony, but it, it was really a, one of the major themes was this movie where, where mm-hmm. it all went wrong. And it was really fascinating to read. I, I read kind of a synopsis of it about all all the different changes, writers coming in, writers coming out, William Goldman coming in and doing a, a spit polish on it. You know, I think that can happen and you can get a big blockbuster film that's really good. It's kind of the magic mm-hmm. of Hollywood. They could do this path and it's and it's a disaster or they can do all the different chefs and it works. Right. It's amazing. It's somehow mm-hmm. it comes together. So wasn't that uh, that, wasn't that the Rogue One problem? Didn't they didn't they have to do like redo Rogue One? Am I th- am I thinking of that right or was it solo? It might have been both. It was certainly yeah. solo. I think I feel like Rogue One might have had some tweaking. Oh, but so I did I. No, that's what I'm saying. Um, I'm saying it's a success. Yeah. In that they, it was kind of yeah. Or oh yeah. Do you remember yeah. the pre-Titanic buzz? This is a disaster. It's over budget. Mm-hmm. It's this is just going to be a complete. It'll be a bigger disaster than the actual mm-hmm. Titanic. Mm-hmm. And it comes out, and everyone loves it, and becomes the biggest mm-hmm. movie of all time for that for the era. So uh, that's that is fun as a movie fan to kind of see things happen like that. And, yeah. Because uh, um, you it's, really it's, never. It's know. strange how so, like. That when there's a lot of cooks like that, it really starts to, it can, for the most part, hurt. Yeah. I mean, like you know, people, Josh, mm-hmm. Joss Whedon. No, I'm sorry, no, no. Uh, Joss Whedon gets blamed. I just watched for the Joss Whedon okay. cut, but like it's really like I mean, he was just brought in to like sort of go, beep, 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 you know, like uh, okay, um, this already been done here, but I'm gonna, yeah, you know, yeah. put a stamp here. All right, I'll uh, you know raise some jokes over mm-hmm. here, you know, like, but it's it's kind of like I wouldn't full on blame him. I blame the people mm-hmm. that brought him in. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and 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 also, they, I think Warner Brothers was saying this movie has to be exactly two hours. It can't be any more or any less. It has to be exactly two. And so you have this huge arc of Zack Snyder, and Whedon comes in like, uh, right. and I gotta dump all this stuff. I gotta reshoot this, and that movie is also a hot mess. By the way, the jo- the Whedon Justice League is a hot mess, as far as I'm concerned. But that's just yeah, weird. sorry. <clears throat> I just caught up with a movie that I loved as a as a teenager, and I, I loved it again. It was Sweet Liberty, and this is off hmm. topic in a way, but Alan Alda writing and directing, great cast, really good comedy bits, but it's one voice, and often that could be kind of sweet in a way, or at least there's mm-hmm. a flow to it. And even though Sweet Liberty is not the greatest mm-hmm. movie of all time, it, it does feel like a, there's one voice behind it. It's got a story to tell. It works, and I... I I think sometimes with these, you know, uh, sixteen different screenwriters hacking away yeah, at a hurts. project, it doesn't have that sort of uniformity. Yeah, and to it. you can definitely tell that on this movie because, again, it's three movies. There's three movies in this movie, <laughs> and it's it's very hard to to do. And maybe you know, it's a studio film, right? So the studio says do this, and then you do mm-hmm. it. But wow, like, yeah, yeah. There's no like director's cut of this. You know, there's no. There's no, you know, John, it's not like John Carpenter's The Thing. This is not like John McTiernan's Last Action Hero. He doesn't have Final Cut. He has no uh, control, basically, I guess. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. Uh, that's kind of, that, that was um, kind of my take on so that. So there probably part. is gonna, um, not going to be any special edition Blu-rays with uh, all the different pieces. Yeah. No, no. Oh, I'd love to hear that. Yeah. So he has the parts where, where hmm. yeah, I know. But I'd love to see it. He has the parts where they told me to act like this, and I said, no. I won't die. I won't die like that. And so I'm going to talk Planet Hollywood no matter what. So I wonder when he, when they said don't talk about Planet Hollywood and then Schwarzenegger talks about Planet Hollywood. I wonder if that was like the director saying, Arnold, we can't talk about Planet Hollywood. Well, I'm going to anyway, so work it in. 
So they worked it I, in it was to kind of make fun of watch uh, Maria Shriver Who knows? Like, sitting there go, okay, okay, that's enough. And she pulls him up. It's kind of embarrassing. Like, she, like she's, No, no. You know, she like, like complains about how long he's been I know. talking. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty great. Yeah, I know. That's good stuff. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, by the way, you know, he, Schwarzenegger did True Lies shortly after this, but his career was never as white hot again. I mean, he did some other films. Obviously, he stepped away to become a governor. But I feel like this was his career was really just up the stratosphere. And this happened. It really kind of knocked him down a peg or two. And, you know, uh, was it Sixth Way or Six Something he did? Eraser, uh, a third Terminator. Mm-hmm. I mean, he never kind of quite reached the heights of his early career. It's kind of. Yeah, I wonder kinda, if it um, like a some of those. Of source, um, in a way. Yeah, some of those. I thought of that ones you mentioned, like Eraser and yeah, the Sixth Way or whatever. Yeah, I can't think of it either. Uh, the yeah, <laughs> the Sixth Sense. Yeah, yeah. Sixth Sense. <laughs> I see. I see German. I see Austrian people. Um, right, what? I think sometimes. I think, well, you know, I, I, see see no! I think some of those. Um, <laughs> sometimes, like action stars, <laughs> tend to pick these films that like become sort of like meh. You know, like you know what I mean? Like you, you get the big ones, like True Lies. But then if you choose something else that's like those, it sort uh-huh. of becomes part of the background. Like you know, like uh, that you'll look back at and never remember. <laughs> like we can't even come up with the title. <laughs> no, right? Uh, like, like right. Liam Neeson's last yeah, seven well, movies. Aren't or they like, all the same know, movie, kind of? But if you put, you know, if you take like you know the, yeah. the I love Seagal and Van Damme. Uh, like those uh, they started to come out with movies I, I, I thought they were going to run out of titles with like you know hard to kill <laughs> you know bad <laughs> to the bone like you know like I, of course that wasn't one of them but you know what I mean like hard mm-hmm. target <laughs> yeah. you know, like there was like after a while I was like aren't you going to run out <laughs> of these little cliches uh, by the way go look at Steven Seagal's last maybe eight movies mm-hmm. The titles are, it's like they didn't even try. <laughs> it's so bad. I, I haven't watched these movies. I'm assuming they're awful. You know, he's older now. He can't really move like he once did. But even, the, I, I just like scroll through Netflix or, or Hulu and I'll, that's man, like the title of a movie. Man oh, who yeah, once knew Steven Seagal, out of the cake. So I guess they phoned, <laughs> they phoned yeah. in every aspect yeah. of it. He's a, he's, a, he's a chunky boy now. He's well, a, there was one, there was one he's cover a big fella. that he had, it's, it's he had okay. like the goatee and everything, like, and he kind of looked like Danny McBride. I thought it was Danny McBride. I was, oh, oh, it's Steven Seagal. Sorry, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Twins. I, I smell a buddy movie. <laughs> In the, twins too, yeah. Wow. Steven Seagal yeah. gives birth to John claude Van Damme. Um, but by the way, is there a worse idea than a third I had heard twins that. with, with I, the, I heard a Schwarzenegger that. Yes. and DeVito? They were I think Eddie Murphy again. was like a mention with, with Eddie that. Murphy. Just, yeah, Re- like and it was in, it just what? So, it was within the last like ten so years. Now, it's <laughs> please that, don't. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. crazy. If pants. you're gonna listen to the fans, Keep that's crazy up. pants. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Right. Um, so idea think? I think we've kind of touched on a lot of this. Uh, you want to you want to go to uh, final judgment on this? Yeah. It's time now for final judgment. Are you ready to rubber stamp this bitch? Here's the final <laughs> judgment. All right. It's time for final judgment. And uh, uh, what, what do you say? Um, 
you know, I'll go first, I guess. Um, okay. And see where, you know, because I, I, I think, um, all right, for myself, I, it's fine. Like, I, I liked it. I, I liked it a lot better than I liked it when I was uh, late teens, I think. Um, I don't think I'd sit there and think that this would hold up for a lot of people. I'm, I'm listening to it and I'm, I'm watching it and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's fun. I liked it for what it was. I appreciated the thing, uh, you know, the stuff that I appreciated. Uh, of course, there was a lot of stuff that wasn't working, but I would, I wouldn't sit there and, and think uh, a modern audience would come in and go, wow, that was just awesome, so much fun. Loved how they picked on uh, the old stuff, you know, with, with with Arnold or whatever, like how he picked at himself. I just think it just, I think it it fell flat back in the day and it probably would as well. Uh, for an audience today, so I know I don't think it holds up. So, okay, quite simple. Um, there, I got it. Chris, Chris, you want to go? Do you or shall I? Sure. Okay, I'll, I'll take a stab at it. Go for it. You know, I think it's more ambitious than I remembered. I think it's ahead of its time, but I think it's as much of a hot mess then as it is now. And I think today it's more of a kind of a curiosity of a sort of for film fans to dissect, kind of pick apart the good stuff, acknowledge the bigger picture. But it's sort of a, a breezy escapism. I think there's other stuff that's much better, certainly from uh, Arnold's back catalog. I've rewatched Predator recently. Boy, that holds up just mm-hmm. to perfection. That's a very good movie. And yes, it's got a lot of the 80s exaggerations in it, but, but that one is just a rock and roll, and this one is not. All right. Um, so I'm going to go in and say I was expecting this movie to be just terrible. I was expecting it to be because I heard the, I remember the press on it back in the day. I remember I thought it was going to be about as silly as like Hard Target or not Hard Target, but any Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, basically. Like it was just going to be like stupid and awful. And I now that I watched it, I realized why it bombed is because of that meta analysis. It's just what doesn't happening back in the day. Uh, the movie is obviously a, it is a kind of a hot mess. It meanders around, doesn't really know what it's doing. It does keep hitting the same joke over and over again, even though those jokes are clever at times. There's no doubt about that. Um, I would say I will differ a little bit. I think that I don't think this would work well in the movies. I think if it's on cable and like, I don't know who would, where do you market it? Is it Comedy Central? Is it sci-fi? Is it where the hell do you put this movie? I don't know. But I think people now, because of the advent of all this meta breaking fourth wall behind the scenes, like making fun of the things that we like, like I'm a big fan of that. I make fun of the, I make fun of Star Wars all the time. I love Star Wars. The Jaws, I love Jaws. I make fun of it all the time. I think that is more now than it was then. So I think it actually, it the time for this movie is now, not then. So I think it not only it holds up. I think it actually kind of met its vintage now, but it's a short window vintage, and <laughs> it's not gonna get it for long because then something else will come and. No one will like this meta stuff anymore. But yes, it's a, so I'd say it doesn't hold up. It actually has met its its time now, but it's still a hot mess. And it's entertaining. It's not like I didn't despise it. It's fine. You know what I mean? Um, it didn't insult my intelligence, I don't think. Uh, it's just that um, that's that's my take. It, it, it doesn't hold up. It got better with time, but it's still kind of a crappy movie. So, <laughs> Which is basically I guess, like if that this makes film. Sense. <clears throat> Put that in the poster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of holds up. Still a crappy movie. Last action hero. So, 
That's cool. Yeah. All right. Like, it's a, sort of like just like this film. It's all over the place. You were you were just all yeah, over is. the place right there. You know. With yeah, that. it's yeah. true. Yeah. I, I typically am when I do this show. No, but this but this whatever. Was, uh, you know, it, it it calls for that. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think so. Yes. Um, oh, that's your meta commentary about this right? movie. Yes, it's true. I'm breaking the fifth wall. As a matter of fact, <laughs> it's a, a new sick. thing. It's a new thing. Uh, get used to it. All right. So anyway, Jay, um, so, when I want to sign us out. Sure. Uh, so if you'd like to uh, reach us, well, first off, Christian, why don't we have you um, uh, plug anything you like to uh, plug or, you know, how people can reach you or whatever. I'll be appearing in Vegas doing a show to no, no. <laughs> my, web, my website is hollywoodintoto.com. And uh, I review as many movies as I can. And I actually have a guest critic who weigh, weighs in on older movies, kind of like exactly what we're doing here. And he gives a lot of kind of great context about what was happening then, how it's seen now. So that's a lot of fun. So uh, nice. check it out. Cool. Um, Thank you very much. And, if and, and it was very nice having you absolutely. on. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. That oh. was very enjoyable. So. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, reach us at uh, filmcrickets8099 uh, at gmail.com. And we are on Twitter and um, Facebook. And also, uh, for those who are listening uh, audio-wise, we are now on YouTube. So if you want to uh, you know, check that out, that'd be cool. Uh, that's quite exciting and uh, just a, like a totally uh, new adventure for us. So it, we're excited about that. Um, so... And we have to put on clean shirts now, which is just out of control. Yeah. I mean, it's the detergent bills. So you guys got to stop watching because all the ironing I have to do and all the all the anti-shine for the top of my head, it's really, really kind of getting into my uh, bank account. But, so, uh, but yes, yes, see us on YouTube as well. All right. Well, take care, everybody. Have a great week. All right. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Thanks. Bye.